Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB. It is the 11th of January, 2021, start of the second week of trading. Pretty eventful, really, by the end of the day. Absolutely. By the way, you're Nadine. I'm Andrew. Thanks Great for introducing to be here. me. Great to be here. <laughs> I'm all out of sorts. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, Nadine, given where we finished last week on Wall Street, the expectation was we were going to get a strong lead in here. It just didn't eventuate. Didn't. And then there was selling pronounced throughout the day. In fact, the S&P ASX 200, pretty sure it closed on the lows of the day, down by nine-tenths of 1%. Perhaps a bit of profit-taking. It was quite volatile around the region. We had that really strong week, not just in the U.S., where markets closed at those record highs, but also here in Australia. I think over the five trading days last week, we were up more than 2%. So, uh, you know, just wasn't to be today. And a few negative forces at play as well. Well, certainly the big one, I thought, was uh, gold, because the, uh, the spot gold price falling significantly over the past 24 hours. And that really hit gold stocks hard here and I think that did tend to infect the rest of the market. Perseus Mining, PRU is the ticker code. That was the worst performer today but right across the board to your point, gold miners got hit pretty hard. So uh, will that continue? I've had a few differing opinions here on the program today. Uh, Safe to say though, I suppose we do have a lot of these stimulus expectations being built in. There are concerns about inflation, but we did have that strengthening of the US dollar. And some say that you can point to Bitcoin as well for some of gold's woes, whether or not that will be a long-term story. Safe to say Bitcoin still is very much front of mind. Well, but they were traveling in tandem for a while there because Bitcoin has come off significantly too over the weekend, along with gold. I guess it, it more broadly too, Nadine, you talk about just that that exuberance that we've seen in the market in recent times that that begs the question when is the time to pull back a little um and perhaps take take a breather and look at it is there a fear of getting out are you talking fogo andrew (laughs) yes i learned that one today too yeah i think i found that really interesting uh from Nathan somersundram from deep data analytics talking about you know sometimes it's worth not getting too greedy well this is the thing i thought it made perfect sense you're in a name, you see it rising, and you always think you want that last 5%, 10%, just get that last juice out of it, but you put a lot at risk, don't you? Well, in, in you fact, I can on. give you a number there. You're yeah. talking about, okay, you just want to squeeze a little a little more out of it, 5 to 10%. He says, generally, that'll lose you up 20 to 30%, and then you have regret. Hey, look, I believe him. He is from Deep Data Analytics. I think the name of the company says it all. He's going based on the data. If you'd like to listen to that interview, you can do so via the show notes. In fact, Andrew, we've got a, a raft of fantastic interviews up on the website and the app, of course. But when I know that our listeners like getting a few stock tips and they can do so by listening to an interview I did with uh, Morningstar's Director of Equity Research, Adam Fleck, a little bit late in the day, um, talking about a couple of names 
that they see with really strong moats. Uh, look, their fortunes have been fluctuating wildly and still might through 2021, but he's pretty confident that these are winners in the long term. I'm not going to tell you who they are. Mm. You will have to listen to the interview. No, you can do that via the show notes as well. You know, I'm an old TV person. Yeah. Also getting some tips from uh, Ron Shamgun from uh, Taman Asset Management. Uh, Shamgar, I should say. Sorry. Sorry, Ron. Um, and he's, uh, he's given us a couple of stocks to consider too. Just in terms of where we're at with that stimulus expectation, and the risk appetite, which has soared uh, clearly uh, over the past couple of months, particularly now, of course, Biden is coming to the uh, the White House. Uh, so uh, he's he's picked a couple, uh, Unity Group, um, which is a broadband company. Um, I, that's that's I, I find that a bit unusual, but uh, he likes it. He says it's got a better growth prospects than the NBN. Wow, that's an interesting one, considering how much love the NBN gets. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so that's a, that's we're we're in a stock picky kind of mood today. So that may as well take us to the stock of the day. This is really interesting to me, Andrew. All the retailers that have been coming out uh, since we've returned in 2021 uh, to give us guidance. All of it's looking quite positive. You know, you can look to Nick Scali last week, Accent Group today, Shaver Shop. In context of that retail sales re- we got for November, which was up by 7.1 percent, everything's looking pretty good in that retail space. I had a chat with the um, CEO of Fantastic, which is a toy making mm. company uh, late this afternoon. He says things are looking really positive as well. And he couldn't give me the figures, of course, couldn't disclose because of his uh, obligations to the ASX, all the specifics. But he said that the um, the post-Christmas sales were pretty positive, if not as positive as the Black Friday sales as well. It's interesting you mentioned that because it, it appears that those some of the momentum of those post-Christmas sales, the Boxing Day sales, has been sucked out by the Black Friday mm-hmm. sales. And the Cyber Monday. So it's now November where it's all happening. Yeah, so it'll be uh, instructive to read the December reports. It'll be instructive to get to reporting season. I guess I'm getting excited about it already. Um but uh, safe to say that stock of the day today was Shaver Shop. Share price was up by 12%. SSG is the ticker code. Let's listen to what Francesco Destratus from Ordmanet had to say about this one. Our analysts cover this stock and, and they've got a buy recommendation on it. Um, I suspect the way the share price has performed over the last six to nine months post the COVID collapse, um, I think it's sort of increased by about four times. Huge. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how long that buy recommendation will remain there. Yep. Um, but, you know, look, it's still attractive. I mean, it trades on a forward PE of 10 to 11 times or 10 times for 2021 and 11 times for 12. So it's not, we don't see a huge amount of growth past 2021. But to me, those sort of numbers still stack up, even though the share prices continued to rally um, post that coronavirus collapse so tell you look, what it's been a test of faith for I, those who got in I, on I, float, yeah though, look I, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I, I still think there's a, a bit more in in the share price from where it is at the moment if you look at the history of it since 2017 it's been very very flat and their average over the last six years has been five percent uh, per annum EPS growth which is isn't very inspiring so uh, now admittedly they've come out with an extremely good report uh, of late and I agree with Francesco that uh, that's obviously a bump because of uh, the impacts of Corona and so on. You know, you'd have to assume that. I don't think they've changed anything that I know of in the business that would justify, uh, you know, that sort of uh, lift in earnings. Going forward, it's very hard to predict that. You know, whether uh, whether that's sustainable or if anything, it may drop back. 
That's Mark Mullen from Team Invest uh, talking shaver shop. Nadine, uh, yeah, he's uh, interested, but he said the growth simply hasn't been inspiring. So that's not going in the portfolio. Not going in the portfolio, despite Francesco's best try. So that's shaver shop. Look, before we get off the stock specifics, I thought it's worthwhile mentioning uh, Miso Blast put out an announcement. I think it was about 20 past two. Uh, between then and the end of the session, shares were up by more than 15%. So it is updating the market. And, and I mentioned Misoblast because it's just such a volatile company in terms of share price. And so much is hanging on these trials that mm. it continually updates the market on. This one, I really begrudge having to say these live all the time. Rex Lem Strassel, the phase three trials on the treatment for sufferers of chronic heart failure. Uh, was pretty positive coming through. So the number of deaths from cardiovascular causes reduced by 60% following a single dose of that drug in 206 patients. So that was enough to light a fire mm. under the share price of mesoblast. And it was actually the best performer by the end of the day. So we didn't see that one coming, but that just goes to show how quickly a sentiment can change towards some of these biotech, these, um, you know, these companies that are in the phase trials of their treatments. What happens tomorrow, though? Of course could be something completely different. It's a different story, uh, particularly also as we look to some key economic figures. We've got some reads in China, also out of the States. Um, obviously, you saw a bit of weakness there as far as non-farm payrolls on Friday. So that's obviously a concern going forward as well, given the background of COVID as that continues. Uh, although a better day COVID-wise, Australia-wise, because um, Brisbane out of lockdown this evening. Yeah. Are, are the state borders open, Andrew? Did I miss some well, sort of no, an update? It's a no. Story. Uh, that's not um, that's not encouraging as far as the treasurer is concerned. He's have, had a bit of a, a go at the uh, the various premiers around the country, saying, "Come on, we need to get those borders down." Yeah. Well, you know, who am I to say? But it would be great to see the country, well, be able to travel freely, and not just for for pleasure. Of course, a lot of us had hoped to do that over the Christmas holiday. But business travel as well. Tomorrow we'll be speaking with a consultant to the travel and tourism industry, a business consultant there, and uh, we'll be getting his view on what happens now. Yes, in light of the border closures, but what the industry is doing to ensure that business travel gets back up and running. So I've jumped ahead there, but that's uh, about 1.45 we'll be speaking uh, about business travel through 2021, which for many of our listeners obviously is important. Um, also tomorrow, just in terms of, of economic data, which I'm jumping around here a little bit, Andrew, but you were sort of pointing out throughout the day um, that we get that read on consumer sentiment from ANZ. It's mm. it's pretty volatile. It's a weekly read, but it's really good at, at encompassing our reaction on a consumer level to these hard lockdowns like the one that we saw in Brisbane. So I'm looking forward to that at 9.30 tomorrow. Yeah, they're just so volatile, but that's a reflection of where we're at at the moment. I think uh, everyone is feeling it uh, the difficulty at the moment, but we've got to remind ourselves Australia's not a bad place to be, and uh, I think that's reflected uh, in the way we're seeing uh, companies perform the, and the economy perform at this point. Okay, so we had a whole raft of great guests on uh, this th today, so if you've missed any of those interviews, you can catch up with them on the website or via the app. Um, tomorrow, Andrew, we never rest, do we? Neither do our expert guests. We've got James Garrish, Portfolio Manager at Sean Partners, up at 10.30 a.m. Uh, one thing that we normally are 
really focused on the stage, and I suppose we will still be looking in, is the CES 2021. It's usually kicking off in Las Vegas right now. Mm. Uh, it's going to be virtual. I would say if CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, can't hold a great virtual event, I don't know who can. <laughs> but anyways, we'll be speaking with Gary Shapiro. He's president and CEO of the uh, Consumer Technology Association to find out what's hot when it comes to consumer electronics. Look, the list goes on. But fresh from his holiday at 4 p.m., we'll be speaking with Martin Crabb, CIO at Sean Partners, to take us through how he's thinking and viewing the market um, with so many of these really live events continuing to unfold in the U.S. I mean, today, I mean, would you have thought that we'd be bracing ourselves for a potential second impeachment trial for the U.S. president, that or him being removed by the 25th uh, Amendment? Obviously, they're trying to invoke the 25th Amendment and get the man out of office with only, what, 10 days to go. Uh, but uh, I think that's a distraction at this point. Many times at the end of this podcast, I've said, well, I suppose we'll find out what Donald Trump tweets to see how that no, might move more. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> he no longer exists on that platform, <laughs> which is controversial in itself. Pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, we've got a, a very live U.S. session to get to. We do have the Bank of England governor speaking. No big top-tier data expected in the U.S., but we'll have some uh, Fed speakers to add their voice to the whole conversation. Shall we wrap it? Indeed. Let's call it a wrap for January the 11th. See ya.